What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. We get into week five. And uh, Will Hill, among the leaders in the contest, and he joins us now. Will, uh, right now, through four weeks, 12-7-1 against the spread, 12.5 points, one point back of the lead, 2-1-1 one, one on your best bets. And, uh, Will, thanks for staying up late on the East Coast tonight. I walked into the Circus Sportsbook before this show, and on the big screen – the main game featured Abilene Christian and Grand Canyon. That's when you know it's kind of a slow sports weekend. But that game's still on the big screen, and Will Hill is sweating out the total on that game, right? Yeah, I got a little live over in 167.5, so hopefully this turns into a free throw, fret, uh, free throw fest down the stretch here. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a transition weekend. You know, it's weird, though. We grow up and we, we're conditioned to the sports calendar where the Super Bowl ends and you got like a month till March. Now you look up, we're ten, I think 11 days away from March, uh, less than a month till the tournament with the Super Bowl being pushed back. We're, we're really not that far away from conference tournaments and, and wall-to-wall action, which is a great time of year. Yeah, no doubt. You get a, you get a couple slow weeks, but then in March, it's, uh, it is madness for sure. Let's start with a game in the SEC. This happens to be your best bet. And I, I've talked about this game earlier in the show with uh, Wes Reynolds and Ron Boyles. And three contestants in our Circuit College Hoops Challenge have played a best bet on this game. Two on Kentucky and one on Tennessee. And you played the DraftKings opener here, Kentucky plus two and a half. This is a revenge spot for, for the Vols, who are off a win over the number one ranked team in the country, Alabama, yeah. a few nights ago. So how do you handicap this one? And why did you take the two and a half with Kentucky? 
Yeah, part of the reason you mentioned it's a little bit of a letdown spot. They beat Alabama a few nights ago. Now they go to Kentucky. And this is a spot where Kentucky can really sort of sew up a bid to the NCAA tournament. Now it's dangerous just blindly playing these bubble teams uh, because, look, if they were that good, they wouldn't be on the bubble. We we know that. But uh, Kentucky beat them four or five weeks ago. I think it was the first day of the NFL playoffs. They beat them in Tennessee as like a 12-point dog, really led most of the game. And I just don't like this Tennessee offense. I I never trust Rick Barnes in big games. Look, Tennessee's good on defense, but they are a helter-skelter offense. And, look, Lexington, even though it's not Kentucky's vintage team, that's a tough place to win. I think it's a good matchup for Kentucky. I think they can all but punch their ticket with a win tomorrow. So I'll take the Wildcats here, and I'll take the, the two points or so. Okay, yeah, that was January 14th when uh, Kentucky is a 12-point dog. Yep. Went to uh, Knoxville and beat the uh, Vols 63-56. to And Kentucky was off a, an embarrassing loss to South Carolina. Uh, right before that, so that was a strange game. So the rematch here, Will Hill playing his best bet, Kentucky plus two and a half. And again, in this contest, uh, we play DraftKings and Circa numbers, and the DraftKings openers usually go up around 3 p.m. Pacific time on Fridays and Circa a little after uh, 4 p.m. And Will, one of the first guys, if not the first, to get his plays in every week. All right, so you, you got the best number on Kentucky plus two and a half. You also got a good number on this game, and I'm with you on this one. Indiana, a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Illinois in the Big Ten, and the fighting line are going to be shorthanded. They're going to have to go fight without Terrence Shannon. He's going to be out in this game, and that makes a difference. This number, Will, is now up to six-and-a-half. Wouldn't be playing it at six-and-a-half. Uh, look, Indiana is a different team at home. I think it's a good spot after a tough loss against Northwestern. That was a mistraveling call, a game where Indiana clawed back, but – Illinois has got all sorts of issues, not only playing shorthanded, but they've been really bad defensively on the road. They gave up, I think it was 91 points to uh, Penn State the other night. Pickett lit them up for 40-plus. So Indiana here, look, I mean, sometimes it's just as simple as these teams at home. I mean, especially in the Big Ten, these teams at home have been so dominant. Uh, that being said, four and a half was a good number. I'm okay laying the four and a half at six, six and a half. I, I, I think that number's gone. I could see this being... Look, a six or seven point win. If I had to play the side still, I'd still play Indiana, but this number might be getting away from me here at six and a half. Well, you said it, Will, and I was I was talking with uh, Ron and Wes about this earlier during a break. The Big Ten home court advantages are so strong. Somebody asked me, what's wrong with Purdue? I said, well, Purdue played at North Indiana, Northwestern, and Maryland and went into three Hornets' nest situation with freshman yep. guards. A lot of times you're going to lose those type of games on the road. I, I do not like playing road favorites. I definitely don't like road favorites in the Big Ten. And um, this is a spot where I think Indiana, off that loss at Northwestern a couple of nights ago, is going to bring it Trace Jackson Davis. I would expect to have uh, another big game here for the Hoosiers. I'm on your side here. And the Illini are talented, but without Terrence Shannon, that does make a difference too. All right, now Ron Boyles, very sharp guy, and he's opposite of you on this play, opposite me too. Wisconsin minus one or one and a half. You laid the one and a half. You did not get the best number here. Circa has flipped this to Rutgers minus one and a half. Mm. Made the Scarlet Knights road favorites. Ron said he likes Rutgers a lot in this spot because it's off an embarrassing loss to Nebraska. And uh, Rutgers has now lost three in a row, Will. Yeah, that worries you a little bit. It's not an ideal spot. And uh, boy, Nebraska's capable of pulling these random upsets as big underdogs these last couple of years. Um, that's a team that, that does have some talent. That was a strange one the other night. But for me, it's as simple. We talk about the home court advantage. Rutgers, they're an automatic play within reason at home, and they're an automatic fade to me on the road. Their numbers away from home just aren't as good. 
They rely on, on forcing turnovers. The one thing about Wisconsin, they're not pretty to watch, but they don't turn the ball over. They, they take care of the basketball, eight turnovers or so a game on offense. So uh, I think, you know, they protect the rim. They rebound. I think if you can hang with Rutgers down low and make Rutgers shoot, that's not their strength. Wisconsin's one of these teams too. They're at the bubble uh, on the bubble. They could really use the, uh, this win it would be a huge win for them. So I think they get it done. They had a nice win against Michigan the other night at home. To me, this is uh, the tiebreaker here where I think Wisconsin gets it done at home. Uh, Rutgers has lost four in a row on the road in the big 10 lost by 13 at Michigan state lost by 11 at Iowa six at Indiana and nine at Illinois. Uh, so trying to snap, snap that uh, four game road losing skid in the big 10 Scarlet Knights go to uh, Wisconsin for an early morning uh, tip-off, Rutgers right now 8-7 and seven in the uh, Big Ten. All right, so you are on Indiana minus 4.5, Wisconsin minus 1.5 in the Big Ten. Let's go to the Big 12. And Oklahoma plus 10.5. Circa opened this 11, so you did not get the best number here, but close to it. Why do you like the Sooners plus 10.5 against Texas? And I will say I made this number lower, too. I considered Oklahoma here. Yeah, this was my last pick. It was sort of it was between this and Missouri. I heard West pick Missouri. That was his best bet. I can't disagree. But I went with Oklahoma. I just like the coach. I like getting this many points. I think Porter Moses is a, a fantastic tactician. He does a good job of kind of taking away the other team's best player. That would be Marcus Carr in this situation. Uh, they played, I think it was New Year's Eve. Carr shot four of 12, didn't have a big game. So I think Oklahoma, look, they're going to need some of these other guys to step up because Sherfield's a really good offensive player. Other than that, they don't have a lot of offense, but Sherfield only shot one of seven from three in the first matchup. And again, that was a one-point game. So if you get a little more out of Sherfield behind the three-point line, I think Moser can do enough to hang around here and stay within this number. Okay, let's go to uh, K-State. This is one I played too. Kansas State minus three against Iowa State. And uh, K-State's lost four of the last five. That's after becoming a top-10 team. Uh, the first of those losses during this stretch was at Kansas. And that was no surprise. But the last home game for uh, the Wildcats, they beat TCU, ran the Horned Frogs off the floor, 82-61. to 61. Let's hope something similar happens uh, tomorrow. This K-State team's in desperate need of a get-right type of game. Will, what do you like about K-State? I like that they're home. I like that Iowa State's <laughs> on the road to me. Kansas State is just a totally different team at home. I faded them the other day against Oklahoma. That was a good spot, I thought, to fade them. Some of these teams, it's just that simple. And I think Iowa State, there's some things in their profile you don't really like. They foul a lot. They can be sloppy with the basketball. I think a few weeks back when they blew that 25-point lead to Texas Tech on Monday night, there were some signs there of things you don't like. There there were some you know, turnovers, fouls, just some bad habits you get into. And you go on the road, you're not going to get a friendly whistle. Uh, and Kansas State's only lost one game at home this year. I think Kansas State has a big performance and gets it done at home here. Yeah, K-State had an 11-point uh, lead against Texas at home. I was on K-State in that, that game, and the uh, Wildcats blew that lead and lost to Texas uh, by three. All right, let's run down Will Hill's plays here for the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Indiana minus four and a half, Wisconsin minus one and a half, Oklahoma plus ten and a half, Kansas State minus three, and the best bet, Kentucky plus two and a half against Tennessee. Is uh, We were talking about how many teams, and by the way, Will is 12, seven and one, 12 and a half points, and two one and one on his best bets, two and a half points. Best bet record is used as a tiebreaker at the end of uh, the season in this contest. Well, uh, we were talking about how many teams can win the national championship, and I think the number is right around twelve. Do you think Tennessee is one of those twelve? Nope. Don't trust the coach. Don't don't trust the offense. They're not going to get through six games unscathed with that offense. They're going to have a cold shooting night. 
a night where they can't score and they'll fall apart. So I don't, I'd, be, I'd be really surprised if Tennessee won it. Well, if you uh, had to pick, let's say, four or five teams that have a real shot at it today, Ron Boyle said his top three are Houston, Alabama, and UCLA. What about you? I would use those three. I'd throw Kansas in there, and I'm never a huge Kansas guy. I never really trust Self. He's had, I know he's won two championships, but he's had some really early exits. But, look, I was against him the other night, and I found out the hard way. I had Oklahoma State. They looked really just sort of unstoppable on offense. So it's been a while since we've had a back-to-back champion. I think it was, what, Florida in 2006 into seven. I, I would throw Kansas into that mix, I think. Look, should be a fun turnaround. Even throw Arizona into that mix. You know, they can be hot and cold, but if they can get some shooting with their bigs, I think, you know, with the way they play, I I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona made a run. Should be a hell of a tournament. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I've got Arizona 22-1 to here at Circus Sports. That's the current number uh, right now on the Wildcats. And, um, Will, I think you cashed your bet here. Abilene Christian, Grand Canyon, 88-80 to with a minute 40 to go. You played over 167, right? Beautiful. I come on with you, I make money. How great is that? That's great. Cashing tickets is what it's all about. Somebody said that here in this network several years ago. All right, Will. uh, Thanks a lot. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for staying up late tonight. All right. See you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Will Hill is a VSIN contributor. And uh, right now in third place, but only one point out of the lead in the Circa College Hoops Challenge. All right. Come back. I'll give you my best bets for this week. Stay tuned. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Remember, you can find all the Circuit College Hoops Challenge picks at vsin.com slash picks, vsin.com slash picks. Every Saturday, I have somebody ask, where are the picks for the contest? Go to the website, again, vsin.com slash picks, or go to Twitter, at vsin live, and uh, all the picks will be up there in a file you can check out for this contest on Saturday morning. Sign up for a vsin Pro subscription. You get an email every Saturday morning with all the picks from the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. It's $9.99 for the first 30 days. Details of vcin.com slash subscribe. You'll find the picks from Wes Reynolds on there. And uh, Wes in studio tonight, he gave you his best bet, which is Missouri minus one against Texas A&M. Aggies off a big win over Arkansas a couple of nights ago. I think it was a good spot to bet against uh, A&M. And also uh, Missouri off an embarrassing loss. Uh, so that's Wes Reynolds' best bet. I'll give you mine. And Wes and I have a common play on Notre Dame plus 13.5 against uh, Virginia. And that's a game early in the morning. It's not easy to back the Irish. I talked about this game with uh, Jonathan Von Tobel on an afternoon show on VSEN today. I made the number 10.5 in this game. So when I saw 13.5 at the opener, I went ahead and took it. It's going to be a low-possession game, slow-paced play. And that's the type of game where you want to look for a big dog. And Notre Dame has been competitive. Since Mike Bray announced he's going to resign, at the time I think uh, it was worded retirement, Bray has since said that he's not done coaching. He's just done at Notre Dame. Uh, Irish have not been winning many games. They have been competitive. And I think they'll be competitive in this game too against uh, the Cavaliers. A week ago, Virginia should have lost that home game to uh, Duke. Controversial non-call at the buzzer. Duke did not get the call. Duke got screwed. It was the first time for everything. Duke did not get the call and lost uh, to Virginia in overtime. And that was a brutal beat if you took Duke in the points. I think uh, six or six and a half, and Duke lost by seven in OT to Virginia. Irish right now 2-13 and 13 in the ACC. Virginia on top at 12-3. and three. Uh but I think the Irish can hang in this game and getting 13, 13 and a half points in a low possession, slow pace game is what you want to look for. Plus the Irish can shoot the three. And um, Mike Bray had his team uh, ready to play against Duke earlier this week. Lost that game 68-64. 
in Durham. A lot of times late in the season, you do want to look at teams that might have quit, teams that don't like their coach. You might have that sort of situation in Arkansas, uh, according to some uh, sources. There seems to be uh, a divide or a fracture in the locker room between Eric Musselman and some of his players. I don't think that's the case at Notre Dame. Mike Bray's on the way out. He's a guy that the players love. Uh, so I think they continue to play hard for him. So uh, first play, Notre Dame plus 13.5. I did lay five with Indiana. The number was uh, four, four and a half at the opener. Uh, Indiana off a loss at Northwestern. I took the points. Actually, I took one point with uh, the Hoosiers in Evanston on the overnight. A couple, um, I think that was Wednesday night, um, Tuesday or Wednesday night, and uh, the Hoosiers fell behind 39-20 at halftime. Roared back and had a chance to win the game. It was tied in the final minute. Boo Booey drove to the uh, lane, pushed off, hit a floater, no call, tough luck. Hoosiers lose the game uh, by two. I still think Indiana is the second-best team in the Big Ten right now, Purdue being the best, even though the Boilermakers are really struggling, losing three of their last four. Uh, when you go on the road in the Big Ten, especially with freshman guards like Purdue has, you're not going to win all these games. And that's why I, I, I say be careful. If you're going to look to bet Purdue, bet on at home, but bet against on the road. Uh, and the freshman guards have really been erratic for Purdue in the recent losses on the road at Northwestern, Indiana, and uh, Maryland. But the Hoosiers are back home here. They got a strong home court advantage. And they got Trace Jackson Davis, who has been playing at maybe the highest level of any player in the country over the past uh, two months. And also on the Illini side, and that's why the number has uh, gone up, Terrence Shannon is going to be out for the Fighting Illini, and that makes a difference. This is a talented and deep Illinois team, but without Shannon, that makes a difference. Uh, lay five with Indiana, that's play number two. For me, but that number is, I think you can find, that's an early morning start. You can still find a five and a half out there at a couple spots. Six is probably the best number you're going to get right now. That's at the Westgate on the Hoosiers. Getting a little bit too high. Uh, but Wisconsin minus one is another play I've got here in the Big Ten. And it's not easy to bet on the Badgers. They are seven and eight in conference play. Rutgers eight and seven. Scarlet Knights have lost uh, three in a row. And they're off a loss to Nebraska that was really inexcusable a couple of nights ago. And uh, I made this number Wisconsin two and a half. Now, the one thing I don't like about this is Rutgers is going to be a team that's uh, going to be playing with an edge, having lost three in a row. But the Badgers get you in these same type of games that Virginia does. Low possession, slow-paced games. Badgers are at full strength. They've been playing better. Uh I think the arrow's pointing up enough here that uh, I like Wisconsin in the game. Now, obviously some sharp money's on the other side. Ron Boyles likes Rutgers. A favorite has flipped here at Circus Sports from Wisconsin minus one to Rutgers uh, minus one and a half. So uh, you might want to follow the sharper money and uh, not follow me on that game if you trust the uh, early early money on a Friday night and uh, – I'm concerned about that one. Let's put it that way. Notre Dame plus 13.5. Indiana minus 5. Wisconsin minus 1. I'm playing a double-digit dog Saturday night. BYU plus 10.5 against St. Mary's. I do think this Cougars team has been underrated by a lot of people in the West Coast Conference. <coughs> now, BYU, the first time, lost to St. Mary's 57-56. Aiden Mahaney hit a turnaround, like 12-footer at the uh, buzzer. 
tough shot. That was a game the BYU should have won. Mahaney did not have a big game. He's one of the better players in the conference. He had 10 points and one assist in that game. But BYU did not really shoot the lights out from three. And the Cougars are capable of shooting much better from three than they did that night and should have won the game against St. Mary's. Uh, BYU's lost three in a row. It's a big number to give uh, the Cougars in a revenge spot from that January 28th game. And if really, if you've watched BYU in both of its games against Gonzaga, uh, the Cougars should have won the matchup against the Zags in Provo, let it get away. And I thought outplayed the Zags for long stretches of last week's game up in Spokane. Ended up losing that 88-81, to but was right in it. BYU was right in it the whole way. And I think BYU is going to be right in it with St. Mary's. And I took the 10.5 with the Cougars. And get to the best bet, Kansas State minus three. And um, I knew I was going to play K-State in this spot when uh, the Wildcats got beat up by Oklahoma a couple of nights ago. That's four losses in five games for a K-State team that looked like it was legitimate. Uh, legitimate in terms of a uh, top 10 ranking. I'm not really sure what's happened here, but hey, that can happen. Uh, a losing streak or a, you know, losing four out of five can happen in a conference like the Big 12 where the competition's so stiff from top to bottom. Every team's going to have peaks and valleys throughout the season. We're seeing a little bit of a valley for K-State recently. Just lost on the road to Texas Tech and Oklahoma, two of the bottom teams in the league. But no team in the Big 12 is bad. Tech and Oklahoma, by the way, the Sooners beat Alabama, which is ranked number one this week. The Sooners beat Bama by 24 in late January. Texas Tech is a legit team as well. Those those are two teams that are probably not going to make the NCAA tournament, but they can beat almost anybody on any night. Oklahoma shot 11 for 23 from three-point range against K-State, a big reason uh, for that that, uh, loss that K-State took. Uh, the last home game for Kansas State beat TCU 82-61. to And uh, K-State's played really well at home with a, the one loss, which I got burned on. I, took, uh, I had K-State against Texas. And uh, Wildcats were up 11 and a half, end up losing the game uh, by three to uh, the Longhorns. That's the one home loss that K-State has in Big 12 play. I think it's a get-right game for K-State against Iowa State. And um, I'm not a big Iowa State fan anyway because I think T.J. Otzelberger is a uh, below-average coach, uh, to put it uh, mildly. So my top five for tomorrow, Notre Dame plus 13.5, Indiana minus 5, Wisconsin minus 1, BYU plus 10.5, and and Kansas State minus 3. Unfortunately, 8-12 and in this contest so far, 2-2 and in the best bets, and I lost my best bet with Oregon against UCLA a week ago. I almost, talking about plays that almost made the list but didn't quite get there, Missouri was one of them, Missouri minus one. I thought about playing Kentucky plus two and a half. Uh, Also, Oklahoma plus 11. Uh, What else do I have on the list here? Villanova plus five. And there was one more. Oh, Michigan State plus two. Did not make the cut for me, but I was close to it. All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back. I've got Bruce Marshall. Have not had Bruce on in a long time, but uh, he's a guy who loves college hoop and he hoops and he handicaps the entire board. The editor of the Gold Sheet, Bruce Marshall, on deck. Stay tuned.
Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, let's bring back an old friend of the show, Bruce Marshall, editor of The Gold Sheet. And Bruce up in the Bay Area tonight, and uh, nobody likes college hoops better than this guy. Uh, Bruce, thanks for coming back on the show, staying up late tonight. Uh, I know you like to do a lot of late-night handicapping, so we're going to talk games from East Coast to Midwest all the way to the West Coast. And uh, I did want to ask you, what form is the gold sheet taking on these days? Because all of us who grew up with the gold sheet liked having that thing in our hand, and times change. It's not the same, right? I know. It's times uh, times have changed, and we're uh, it's all online now, so you got to look at it uh, uh, on the computer. But it's like everything else, you know, it's just, uh, it's just that's the, the marketplace now. It's hard to do what we used to do, and uh, the margins change, so it just makes sense to do it uh, online. It's all, all the same, all my writing, all my, there's all my write-ups up there for the colleges. You just have to read it online now instead of having it in your hand. Goldsheet.com, correct? Yes, sir. All right, well, let's start with uh, a team that's tied atop the ACC, and that's Pitt. I don't think many people would have thought that statement was going to be accurate a few months ago. But Pittsburgh... 12 and 3, tied with Virginia atop the ACC. And this game is uh, number 707 on the rotation. Pitt as a five point dog at Virginia Tech. It seems like a better spot for the Hokies, but how do you handicap this one? Yeah, you know, you know, Virginia Tech has really hurt itself here. I, I, I think they have almost played themselves off the bubble, uh, losing these games uh, uh, to BC and Georgia Tech in the last week. Uh, they're still capable and they're still uh, dangerous, but uh, you know they haven't been all all that uh, consistent. And you know some of the you know Basili's a really interesting transfer coming in here from Wright State, and he's had some big games uh, lately. But the three point shooting has been a little bit spotty. And you mentioned that about Pitt. I would agree with you. I mean, I didn't. Nobody really saw this coming. Even at the start of the season, remember the first couple of weeks they really struggled, but. You look at it and drill down a bit. I mean, it's sort of figured. I mean, Jeff Capel. I mean, it's they're living in the portal, and uh, he. It takes a little while to get all these these new faces, uh, you know, to to figure out what's going on. But once they did, I mean, they really, really uh, have have uh, have been tough to beat, and they've got a lot of good wins in the ACC. Um, I, I love this premier. All these guys are transferring the team. Henson had been at Ole Miss and been at Iowa State. Uh, didn't really do anything at Iowa State. Uh, he's he can really shoot up front. He's a very tough matchup. Burton had been at West Virginia and, and Texas Tech. Uh, Elliott comes in from Marquette. Cummings comes in from Colgate. So this is sort of the template of what how to work the portal that uh, uh, that Jeff Capel's done. And they on the road they've been dynamite. I'm taking Pitt again tomorrow. I'd even think about this on the money line too. But I think you know safer take the five points and I. I I would not be surprised if they win again. Like you said, 11-3 and three in the ACC. That is pretty darn good. All right, first play, Bruce Marshall. Pitt plus five at Virginia Tech. All right, let's go to Illinois State, Indiana State, 633 on the rotation. Sycamore is laying 14, total of 144.5. What are you looking at here? You know, I don't know with uh, Indiana State here. Uh, this is a reincarnation of Larry Bird when they, the year they got to number one. That's 44 years ago now. Gosh, <laughs> man, I, yeah. I remember that like yesterday. I can't, I can't believe it's that long ago. But um, the Sycamores, look at this now. Uh, won six straight and covered seven straight, and they're not just winning games here. 
I mean, they are beating teams the way Bird and Carl Nixon them used to beat them. I mean, the, the win margin their last four games is 26 per game. Um, this is an interesting thing what they did last year. They hired John Schertz out of D2. Lincoln Memorial was a power in D2. And uh, this is one, and not, not just uh, Schertz, but they've also got uh, one, of, one of my favorite names in the country, Corvassier McCauley. Now, he was at DePaul the last couple of years, but he had been at D2 with Schertz at Lincoln Memorial before that. So there's some familiarity there. And this guy has been dynamite 26 the other night when they won at UAC. UIC and uh, he's scoring 17 per game, but you're seeing, you know, the, with the portal being expanded the way it has, you're seeing guys with D2 backgrounds start to show up here. And, and actually, this is another fertile area. A good D2 player wants to move up. Uh, McCauley isn't directly from D2, but he has D2 roots. His coach is D2. Uh, Loyola Chicago, Alston's a D2 player. There's several of them around the country, but this team is on fire right now. And and they are really really rolling uh, at, at this point and winning games by margins. And uh, Illinois State is going the other way uh, lately. This uh, this defense is really uh, struggling. Four straight losses, straight up against the spread. Uh, Eighty points per game allowed. Uh, they're going the wrong way on the Redbird side. So I'm going to take the Sycamores here. I'm going to keep riding them. Until further notice, and uh, the reincarnation of Larry Bird, 1979, is alive and well in Terre Haute. You know, it's interesting, Bruce. I just watched a video today of Larry Bird in a fight with the uh, Bad Boy Pistons where he, uh, he he got taken down hard by Bill Lambeer, and then he punched Lambeer in the face. Then he got in a wrestling match with uh, Rodman. And he kind of had Rodman in a headlock, and he threw the ball at Lambeer. Those were the good old days in the NBA. <laughs> it was. Uh, Lambert's another one of these guys I played against in high school, believe it or not. I mean, this is how old I am and how old Lambert is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we go way back for sure. I didn't know you played against him in high school. All right. Yeah. Let's go to uh, 689 on the East Coast. LaSalle, George Mason. And uh, let's see, George Mason, six-point favorite. Uh, what are you looking at in this matchup? Oh, LaSalle here. This is my favorite story of the season. Uh, and I, I, I sincerely mean that. Uh, Matt, Fran Dunphy has been one of my favorite coaches for a long time. And, uh, you know, and all those years at Penn and then at Temple, he sort of was pushed out the door at Temple and he's in his past 70 and they thought, okay, then he's going to retire. He is a LaSalle alum. Uh, In fact, he played on some great teams in the late 60s. They were coached by Tom Gola featuring Kenny Durrett. Uh, so he's actually coming back home. The job opened up. I don't think anybody else wanted the job really, or anybody that really was of interest to LaSalle and Dunphy said, I'll take it. I'll come back to my alma mater. So he's completing most of the circuit on the big five and he did not inherit that, that much here, but, uh, he is, you know, he's really got these guys playing and his ability to work his roster and, and figure out what he's got to work with. I mean, Ashley Howard, the guy before him who came from Villanova, what, couldn't figure this out. But he's doing some things different, and they are hot right now. What are they won six in a row, covering numbers. Um, look at, you know, a, a Nickelberry, who used to be at uh, Louisville, transferred in last year. Uh, about three weeks ago, he started to bring Nickelberry off the bench because uh, he had been kind of misfiring. All of a sudden, the, the kid is hot, and he's been scoring big giving the team a spark. Uh, he didn't have a big night the last uh, game uh, this week against Richmond, but uh, 
the, uh, the, the two twins, Drioris, up front, uh, who came in from St. Peter's, two more transfers, and they, they, are, they did very well the other night. So he's, Dunphy is kind of manipulating his roster for this situation, and, he, and he's doing some things. You, you never see a starter volunteer to come off the bench. That's all from the coach. But doing that with Nickelberry really uh, helped out. On the other side, I'm not impressed with Kim English at George Mason. I know guys back there watch them closely. Uh, this team underachieves. Now they're a little more formidable at home than on the road. But the way LaSalle's playing right now, they're playing as well as anybody in the A-10. And this is a stick out for me tomorrow. Take the Explorers plus the points with a chance to win outright. All right, Bruce Marshall, Gold Sheet Editor with us. And, uh, Bruce, we're going to keep you for another segment, too, because uh, we've got some West Coast hoops and a Big Ten game I want to talk about. We've got two minutes left here. How about this one in the SEC? 669, Mississippi State, three-and-a-half or four-point favorite at Ole Miss. Which side do you like here? Uh, Mississippi State, um, this has been, uh, you know, they've kind of pulled themselves back onto the bubble here. Now, that was a tough loss the other night to Kentucky, but they're very much in this thing right now. And this this has been a real roller coaster for Chris Jans. I mean, the offense, uh, well, like I said, the defense kept this team afloat, and they're, what, fifth in the nation in scoring defense. They have some nice wins from back in uh, the first month of the season that beat Marquette. I mean, they were undefeated until well into December. Um, but they weren't getting a lot of production from their backcourt. It was mostly Tolu Smith, and this is different than uh, Smith the 611, different than uh, Ben Howland's teams in the last couple of years that most of the offense came outside in. Uh, your guards were doing it. This year it was sort of the other way around, and they started to stumble when they got in SEC play. The offense just wasn't doing anything. However, uh, they started to figure some things out here a couple of weeks ago, playing much better. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, the, the guards are starting to score. They're running a lot of high screen and roll with Tolu Smith. They're getting some success with that. And the guards are suddenly uh, starting to score for Mississippi State and putting up some decent uh, numbers. And that Shaquille Moore and uh, Davis and Matthews, they're all playing well lately. Uh, on the other side, I think Kermit Davis lost too much in the portal. Ole Miss is really struggling. This might be the worst team in the SEC this season. And uh, Mississippi State, uh, uh, you know, the way they're going now, they, they're running the bubble. I mean, they need to keep on winning. Let's take Mississippi State uh, tomorrow uh, to beat Ole Miss. All right, that's Bruce Marshall. He's going to be back. We're going to talk about a Sunday game in the Big Ten and a few key games on the West Coast on Saturday. Stay tuned. Back here in a couple minutes with Bruce Marshall, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, sports bettors, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is a place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get. And a lot more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. All right, back here with Bruce Marshall, editor of the Gold Sheet. And, uh, Bruce, let's keep talking college hoops here. we got a lot to talk about in the next 10 minutes. Let's go to 783 on the rotation. Santa Clara, a three-point favorite at Portland. Which side do you like? I'm on Santa Clara's side here, uh, Matt. You know, I alerted on these guys earlier in the year. This is actually a better Santa Clara team, I think, than that team last year that had Jalen Williams, which was pretty good for Herb Sennett, gotten into the NIT and had some nice wins. But this team is really, I'll, I'll tell you, talk about working the portal. And uh, this is a great example of a guy, uh, Brandon Podzemski, uh, very high, uh, highly touted high school scorer out of Minnesota, enrolled at Illinois, but he just did not get much time there. And he wanted a chance to come out and, and shine somewhere else. So here he goes to Santa Clara, and uh, all of a sudden, I mean, he has been dynamite back there. He's sort of taken the role of Williams from last year. Carlos Stewart, very highly recruited uh, prep two years ago out of Baton Rouge. This is not a local team Santa Clara's got. 
Um, and he played with Jordan Wright from Vandy in, in high school. He is all of a sudden exploded as a sophomore guard, uh, Justice, uh, fifth-year senior out on the wing. And they're big with uh, Parker Braun, another transfer in Mizzou, and uh, Bediaco down deep. So two 6'10 guys, too. They are really formidable. And uh, we saw them going to BYU win for the first time in 51 years in Provo the other night. Uh, I think they got a little bit more uh, going in Portland. They've had Portland's number lately. And uh, this is a fair price for Santa Clara, which has got a lot of nice wins and a lot of nice road wins this year, too. So let's take uh, the uh, the Broncos tomorrow against Portland in that one. All right, Bruce on the Broncos. Let's go to a game we've talked about a couple times tonight, BYU at St. Mary's. The first meeting, January 28th, Aiden Mahaney hits a short turnaround jumper in the last second, and uh, the Gales won that one 57-56 in Provo. BYU's lost three in a row. Uh, but I think could be a live dog in this spot, Bruce. What do you think, BYU catching 10 or 10.5 at St. Mary's? I think so. I think they could be live, although they are not leaving the WCC in a blaze of glory. They're off to the Big 12 next year. They're right. under 500 and uh, really in struggle in these three straight losses, including one to Pepperdine. The defense has not been great lately, but they have, they have not been knocked out of any game, really. I mean, 12 points is the biggest margin they lost in conference play this year, you talked about the uh, the game against St. Mary's, the first one they lost in the last second on the Mahaney shot. They they were right there with Gonzaga last week. They're hard to knock out. The one thing different about this team with BYU this year from recent years, um, you know, Traore is their leading scorer at about 12.9 per game. That would be the lowest for a top BYU scorer since Trent placed it back in 2006. They usually, whether it's been Jimmer or Yoli Childs or whoever, I mean, they usually have guys scoring 18, 20, uh, Hawes. I mean, they have had, they always have a, a score or two can really put the ball in the hoop. They don't have that this year, and I think that's why they're not winning as much. But they're competitive. And St. Mary's, you know, the other night, I mean, I, I love St. Mary's, uh, and I've watched them a couple times in person this season, but I don't know how to explain what happened in the last seven minutes uh, Thursday night at San Diego, and they didn't score, and they almost blew a 20-point lead. Uh, so uh, winning this one by 10 against a team that is hard to knock out by that much, I think it's a little too much. So I'm with you, BYU, one more shot tomorrow. All right, let's hope we get there on that. Ron Boyle's in studio with me tonight in the first hour, Bruce. He's got uh, St. Mary's at 15-1 to 1 odds to win the West Coast Conference. So he's looking pretty good about that, but he says he's nervous about the yes. BYU game. Uh, I just checked goldsheet.com. I wanted to see if, Bruce, you had a column up maybe on the uh, state of the Cal basketball program. I don't see it up there. <laughs> I know you got a lot to say about Cal. Mark Fox, you'd think, is going to be out very soon. How about this number? Uh, the bottom game on the rotation, 803-04. UCLA, a 25-point favorite over Cal, and the total is only 126. Yes, um, right. I, I've got you a little something up at the Vegas Insider. I got some stories up there. So a little thing. Cal is on like my fade list here, which no surprise there. Um, I almost think the under, and I, and I kind of like the under against SC last night, but SC got scorned too much, and it went uh, crazy over. But Cal is hard pressed to get to 50 points any night. Devin Askew, their top scorer, has been out for a month. Um, they they just don't have any offense. They're down. There's so few players. Just a quick aside here. I mean, COVID hurt Cal more than any other school because of where it is in Berkeley and those draconian uh, restrictions they had up there. And it hurt the football program, too. I mean, they had to lock the weight room down. The practices were screwed up. They couldn't use their facilities. And it hurt both programs. It really hurt Mark Fox uh, as well. 
and they just lost all momentum. Uh, but they just don't have enough uh, offense. I'm reluctant to lay 25. UCLA can get there if they want, but you know UCLA and Mick's going to want to get the defense, uh, you know, snarling here, and I think Cal's going to have a tough time getting to 50. So I'm going to look under. I mean, I can see this from like uh, you know 70 to 42, 43, something like that. So I, I think this one's going under at Pauley. Bruce headed for some coaching changes. You would think in the Bay Area, uh, Cal. Stanford, uh, you and I were talking about this. I think the obvious change at Stanford's got to be Mark Mad Dog Madsen, who's doing a great job at Utah Valley. Uh, I would move. I would hire him at Stanford right now. Uh, you're also going to see an opening at Ohio State. You would think uh, we're going to talk about that. What What are you looking at here with some of these? And Notre Dame's obviously got a high profile opening as well. What do you like to talk about the coaching carousel? What do you see out there? Well, yeah, and by the way, I think Madsen's a great call, and if Stanford, I think there's a good chance they do make a move there, and Madsen's an obvious choice, so I think that is very, very smart on your part to put his name uh, out there. Uh, uh, Bray, yes, we know he's going to be leaving. Uh, Holdman is the one I really want to watch here because we're talking at the break. I mean, you can't lose 12 or 13 at Ohio State, even if you've built up some decent capital the last few years, but the way this is unraveling at Ohio state reminds me of what uh, Tom Crean at, at Georgia a few years ago, the year he brought in Anthony Edwards, which just did not help the program at all. It was all about showcasing Edwards. They really struggled in the sec. He was gone after a year, plug in Bryce Sensabaugh for uh, Edwards. Uh, you know, he was, he led this team in scoring what 13 straight games. I mean, and, and but then talking about a first round pick, maybe a lottery pick, he's going to leave. Holtman, something's happening with Holtman. He, he, he benched, uh, you know, Sensabaugh for much of the recent game against Northwestern. Sensabaugh's numbers have really dropped the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, this is a mess at Ohio State, and I think that might be uh, that might be another change coming up as well. So, uh, I mean, you talk about that job opening up, that would be high profile. Notre Dame's pretty high profile. Um, we know, uh, you know, and Stanford could be. So there's in uh, in Texas if. I mean, we'll see if they keep Rodney Terry around there, but there could mm-hmm. be some uh, movement there as well. Yeah, I don't wonder if uh, Chris Beard has got a chance to land one of those big-time jobs. I, I even wonder if Ohio State might take a look at Chris Beard, but who knows? That's a topic for a different day. Bruce, right now Cal is 3-22. and 22. Uh, you, yep. Ohio State's 11-15, and 3-12 and 12 in the Big Ten. Believe it or not, the wins for Ohio State in the Big Ten uh, came against uh, Rutgers. <laughs> that was by one at Northwestern yep. by 16. But one of the losses at home to Minnesota, the Gophers' only Big Ten win. What do you think here? This Purdue team's really struggling with freshman guards on the road. Uh, three losses in the last four games at Indiana, Northwestern, Maryland. But Purdue's back home against Ohio State on Sunday. Well, I'll say this about Purdue, Matt, and uh, I mean, I mean, you're my go-to guy in Purdue because that's your school. But um, I haven't thought even though this team was number one for a while that this team is as good as last year's Purdue I mean you Jaden Ivey I mean, this is a lottery pick he's not there anymore he's doing really good for the Pistons and uh Trevian Williams the other big guy who was rotating with Edie last year I mean I thought that team was had a lot sharper edge last year and this year it looks like maybe some of the freshman guards are uh, hitting that proverbial freshman wall late mm-hmm. in the year. I know Edie is great. I don't think Purdue's as good as it was last year. However, uh, this is a, per, a, a fortuitous scheduling. If you're slumping here for Ohio state there beyond all these things, we've been talking about Ohio state. Uh, 
they what failed to win or cover seven straight and 12 of 13. Uh, we mentioned that 12 of 13. That's also against the spread. I mean, they're not coming close. These last two games, they got blown out by Michigan State, blown out by Iowa the other night. I think Purdue gets them here. And this is this is more an anti-Ohio State vote right now. But you can do that with these teams that are, I mean, really going bad. And it seems to be getting worse. I thought it couldn't get worse for Ohio State than the Michigan State game. But uh, I dare say Iowa, before it took its foot off the pedal the last few minutes the other night, uh, that was even worse. It's getting worse before it's getting better for Ohio State. Yeah, Boilermakers are going to be double-digit favorites in that game. Obviously, I'm not sure how high the number is going to be, but uh, Buckeyes off a 21-point loss to Michigan State and a 17-point loss at Iowa. All right, Bruce, hey, great to catch up with you tonight. Appreciate the time. Have a great weekend. Okay, Matt, thank you. All right, go to goldsheet.com to check out Bruce Marshall. We got his uh, best bets tonight. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and start the Circa College Hoops Challenge. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.